We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Misses, rebound deflected, picked up by Bridges. Here comes Payne. Payne back to Johnson. Johnson a three-pointer. Get up. Oh, he banks it in at the buzzer, and the Knicks lose. What a heartbreaking finish. Cannot write this shit. Absolutely cannot write this shit. Just when you think it can't get any worse. God. Uh, so the Knicks lose. I can't believe I'm saying those words. It actually looked like they were going to win the game. The Knicks lose on a Cam Johnson game winner after Cam has – did he have 40? Did he have 40? Whatever. He had, had 21 points in the fourth quarter. Um, hits a shot from 30-some-odd feet away. Cam Johnson, 9 of 12 from deep for 38 points after an Alec Burks missed free throw. Although I guess it would have sent it to overtime if he had made the free throw. So this team just. Absolutely snake bitten. Something can go wrong, it will go wrong. And it did. Tonight. Yet again. Uh, it's a game they should have won. It's a game they could have won. It's a game they didn't won. We didn't win. Can't speak. Um, wash, rinse, repeat. Groundhog Day. I'm just... I have... 
run out of words for this team. Unbelievable. And I, and I was, and let me be very clear here. I was rooting like hell for a win tonight. I wanted them to win this game so badly. Thought it would have been a meaningful win to bring it home without Julius Randle, with the young players doing the heavy lifting. Um, not that the young players, any of them played great, but, you know, to bring it home would have been nice. Well, one young player played great, and we'll talk about him, I guess, as soon as I can muster up the strength to talk about this game, which I will do right now. Um, so, first and foremost, we have to start with Mitch. He had, uh, I don't know how many stat lines you're going to find in NBA history like the one he had tonight. 17 points on 8 of 8 shots, 9 offensive rebounds, 15 rebounds total, two st- uh, 4 steals, 2 blocks, and he altered, um, he, he made what should have been the defensive play of the game when he altered the campaign shot um, that was preceding the, uh, the Alec Burks free throws. That, um, that should have put the game away. Uh, he was awesome. He was amazing. Anyone at any point in time who says, this is why you pay Mitchell Robinson. This is why you look past whatever issues he has. This is why you make sure you keep him around long-term. Just pop in the game tape tonight. Absolutely changed the game. He was the best player for the Knicks. He was the best player on the, well, other than Cam Johnson. Um, he was the best player on the floor. Incredible performance by Mitchell Robinson. Absolutely incredible. So uh, credit credit to him. Uh, that's where we have to start off. Next, we have to go to Julius Randle. Uh, and, of course, if you, again, if you want to talk about a game that was a microcosm of Julius Randle's season, this is it. Some good stuff, some really good stuff, some stuff that gets you excited. Also, a lot of bad stuff. Um, and I'm not even talking about the ejection. I'm talking about the defense beforehand. I'm talking about the fact that, like, 25 points on 18 shots, okay, he had it going. But, like, I didn't love the offense with that. He was just making shots. And then to get ejected in that moment where your team is up by 10, you're, I mean, I know for us the season's already over. And, like, we don't care. We're looking for a draft pick. But, like, the guys in that locker room, they're just fucking dying for a win. They're absolutely dying for a win. And this is absolutely killing them. And it's killing the coaching staff. And it's killing the front office. It's it's killing everybody there. You can't get ejected there. You can't get ejected there. And it's absolutely an atrocious job by him getting ejected in that situation. Unforgivable. Um, a disaster. Uh, so the loss goes as much on him as it does on anybody else. Although we have some other culprits. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other positives I want to, I, I thought quickly played a very nice game. I thought quickly ran point well. I played 27 minutes. I thought he looked good. Um, eight rebounds from quickly, which is nice. I thought Alec Burks played a really nice game. Of course he has to miss that fucking free throw. Um, I have two other culprits that we need to talk about other than Randall. Um, I'm going to go with Tibbs first. Look, a lot of the attention tonight is going to be focused on Deuce McBride because he's become this, you know, uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to fuck up the French pronunciation, but this like cause celebre for a large majority of the fan base. And they're going to, you know, yell and scream that he only got, you know, eight minutes and, 
and was in the corner for a lot of those. And and that's fine. Um, I know everybody wants to see Deuce. Everybody wants to see Deuce run the team. He's not ready to run the team yet. But um, it's not like he got an opportunity tonight. I don't really care about that. What I care about is I thought Cam Reddish was having a really, really nice game. And I thought at the moment that Tibbs took Cam Reddish out in the fourth quarter, I did not like it one bit. I thought he was – you could argue that, like, his ability to carve the defense – because obviously they were loading up on RJ. They weren't – and we'll get to RJ in a second. They weren't going to let RJ beat them. I thought Cam, as the secondary guy or the tertiary guy out there, his ability to put the ball on the floor and finish um, – I know he made some not great decisions this in this game with shots that he took, but between his ability to finish and um, his defense – I thought he needed to stay out there, and I did not agree one bit when Tibbs took him out and put Fournier in in the fourth quarter. I thought it was a bad move, and I don't know that that cost him the game. Maybe it cost him the game, um, but didn't like it one bit. And uh, you know, in general, we saw some other stuff. Like you know, the the the, the Tibbs Tibbs is he's not going to be the coach of this team for much longer. So we're all going to you know have to reckon with that in our own way. But, like, you know, for all the defense of him that I give, like, there's shit you can't have. You can't have a 24-second violation out of a timeout. You can't have that. Um, You can't have a team that, like, you know, you you watch the Suns' offense and you watch them without their best two players, and then you see the Knicks' offense for large stretches of the game tonight. It's not a great look for Tibbs. So I didn't think he coached a great game. I thought the substitution was not great. Um, and you know, not, not a great night for him. And then RJ, I mean, look, um, six for 26 is what it is. You can't really put much lipstick on six for 26. I know he got to the line 10 times. I know he ended up with 20 points. I know even his misses around the rim where Mitch was there, that was essentially their best offense for a lot of this game where he was driving, missing, and Mitch was cleaning it up. So I I think that, you know, six for 26 is a little bit better than it, than it sounds, um, but six for twenty six is six for twenty six. Um, that said, the Knicks didn't have a lot of other offensive options down the stretch. RJ tried to take it home, and look, he got fouled late. He missed a big free throw. You you have to make that free throw there. It's a bad job by him, but you know he had twenty five and five. Uh, it's all part of the process. He's learning. He's growing. Um, you know, you just. I think this win would have been meaningful for a lot of guys. I think it would have been really meaningful for RJ Barrett, especially to, to be able to try to bring this one home. Um, just a heartbreaking loss, just a really heartbreaking loss all the way around. Um, I have nothing else to say about the game. I just, you know, it's, it's, I have nothing else to say about the game. Uh, let's get to the, let's get to the super chats, which I'm sure will be, um, will be, uh, active, active. Let's just say that they will be active. Um, so first one, I actually, uh, uh, okay. How do I see this? Um, why do I? How do I get rid of this? I can't see who made the first comment because the pin tweet is in the way and it's like, I don't know why it's doing that. So whoever our first comment is, uh, playing McBride in the fourth only after playing in five minutes does not count as giving him playing time slash development. 
Tibbs is the third worst coach in the NBA in front of the Kings and Magic. Uh, I, I obviously would respectfully disagree with that. He had not coached a good game. He has not coached a good season. Um, but again, the, the do stuff, you know, people are going to be on fire about this tonight. That's fine. Um, he didn't give Deuce much of a chance to do anything, but I thought you saw a player who's, you know, not quite ready for, to be a produceful, productive NBA rotation player quite yet. It's probably close. Um, but I didn't think anything that had anything to do with Deuce was the reason they lost the game. Whether or not they're developing him in the best way possible, I I don't know. You'd have to ask somebody smarter than me. Uh, Brian Benjamin, Evans' defense uh, is hurting the Knicks in the fourth. He's a traffic cone. Completely agree. I thought his defense was atrocious all game. It's not just in the fourth quarter. His defense was an atrocity the entire game. Why did Tibbs sub Cam out when he was looking real good? I don't know. I don't know. It's a bad move. It's a bad decision. It was the wrong decision. Probably cost them uh, the game. Oh, Brian, that was your first comment as well. Uh, or you made the first comment as well. Great. Uh, Kevin Levitt. What's going on, Kevin? Another game where someone has a career night against this team. It's almost comical how many people have career highs this season against them. I mean, I think part of it was like at some point he was in a groove where he just wasn't missing. I mean, the, sh- the game winner. I mean, what are you going to do against the game winner? Even some of the other, two or three of the ones before that were just like, you got to tip your cap. I thought the defense was good, but he got into the groove. He got into the groove because of the poor defense initially. And I think a lot of that was on Fournier. It wasn't all on Fournier, but a lot of it was on Fournier. Um, You just can't let a guy get going like that. And that right there, I think, you know, I think there is, is there some chance to this stuff? Yeah, there's some chance to this stuff, but you look at last, you look at last year's team and last year's team, for a lot of people around the league, was defined by like, wow, guys just aren't making shots against the Knicks. And this year's team is defined by like, wow, it's crazy who is making shots against the Knicks on this night or that night or the next night. That's not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. That comes back to effort and energy and playing with that little extra something, which when you're a team that is not one of the more talented teams in the league, you have to play with. And the Knicks have not brought that consistently all year. That's the reason they lost tonight. They were the more talented team tonight. They did not lose because of talent tonight. They lost because of extra effort. They didn't have it. The Suns did. And that's on everybody, in part the coach. So, yeah. Um, Just such a frustrating fucking loss. My God, I can't believe they lost that game. I literally, I mean, I can believe they lost that game, but I can't believe they lost that game. Hannibal Miles, well, that sums up the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, shout out to Knicks fans everywhere. Shout out to Knicks Nation. We got over 500 people here. It's 1 o'clock in the morning, East Coast time. Maybe someday they'll give us something to reward our faith. That'd be nice. Uh, Joe Vogel. What's going on, Joe? How you doing? Love seeing RJ run the offense in crunch time despite obvious growing pains. I agree with that. I Look, look again, when we talk about development, I think the biggest disconnect for a lot of people, not for everybody, but for some people, is that, like, you know, play the kids, develop the kids. It's going to be better. That's painful in the moment. 
in the moment, it can be painful. And like watching RJ tonight, like try to manufacture offense without a guy like Randall on the floor to, to, to take away some of the attention, you know, and basically he's the guy like, yeah, it, it is painful at times. It's also necessary. It's also necessary. RJ Barrett will learn from this game and God willing, he will get better from his experience in this game. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, IQ better off ball by far. I don't, I, you know, that, Look, is he better off Paul? Yeah, he's better off Paul. He was much better, I think, earlier in the season when he got to play off of Derrick Rose. I'm I think we're all a little or some people are quick to pull the plug on the notion that like Deuce can run a, an offense at times. Yes, of course he's better off ball. But like again, I like the fact that he's getting these reps. That's what a season like this, you know, should be. Um give a guy like quickly those sorts of reps. Um, which is why I had no issue with him running running point when he was in there over over Deuce. And I didn't think they lost this game because he was running point. I didn't think, you know, that was a good option. Um, Deuce play, but not really. Evan Sub was bad. Yeah. Um, Danny Gardner, what's going on, Danny? Um, there's clearly some RJ and Julius stuff going on. A few times they looked each other off. Julius didn't want to inbound in the ball. Wonder if we're going to start hearing stuff about it. Look, I <laughs> thank you, by the way, Wixel Metellus, who's asking people to get the likes up. Yeah, get the likes up. Sure. Why not? Um, you know, it's funny. I look back at this, this slam poster, which I we're, I'm going to have to put up a Twitter poll as to what is going to replace that because – that's not staying up um, after this season. You know, and in that article, RJ talked about how Julius, like, sat next to him on the plane. was like, you know, back in his rookie season, and I got you and the whole thing. You know, and now, now we're in a position where Julius has to reckon with the fact that, like, this isn't my team anymore. And tonight, Julius sure as shit came out like a guy <laughs> looking – Looking to prove a point. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Uh, looking to prove a point like, hey, this is still my team. And by the way, he did a good job of it. Like he was making a lot of shots. Did the team play well with Julius, like go with all the one-on-one action? Like, I don't know about that. Like not that RJ is not one-on-one too, but like at least RJ, you know, you got some lobs to Mitch. You got the offensive rebound stuff. Um, it certainly feels better to me when RJ is running the team. But that's neither here nor there as far as this point is concerned. Because I agree with you. I think I think there is a bit of a push and pull right now. Maybe it's more than a bit of a push and pull. And I think if if it's not as if this front office needed any more reason to move on from Julius Randle. Again, I say about a guy who was the Knicks' best offense tonight. Um, but the volatility, like, say what you want about RJ's game and his growing pains and inefficiency and all that. Like, I have no doubts about the mental or emotional part of it with RJ. With Julius, you you know, it's front and center tonight. And, like, the notion that, like, that's the guy that you want, like, riding side saddle to RJ next year and moving forward? Come on. Um, I, I, I'm sure we will start hearing stuff about it. Um, is it that bad? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But I know that, again, like I said recently, RJ's sick of being he's, – he's done with this notion about he's number – he's number – he's the number two. So, 
Um, Stevens Gamay, what's going on, Stevens? Um, uh, Welp, the tank continues. Yeah, the tank continues. Um, I wanted this win tonight. I wanted this win. But, you know, I get, like, look, I guess if you're trying to put a silver lining, yet another nail in the coffin, yet another dose of reality for whoever out there needed a dose of reality within the Knicks that, like, the end of this season needs to look very different from how the first 63 games have gone. Like, there's only 19 games left, you know? Um that's 19 games where you could accomplish a lot in terms of development on your team. Uh, but you have to use those minutes, those games wisely. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kevin? Good to see you. Thank you, Cam Johnson, for helping us break out the tank command. Uh, bring out the tank command. Man, if Mitch dominates Aiton like that, it really says a lot more about Aiton, in my opinion. I'll say this about the Aiton thing. I remember covering a Nick Suns game at the Garden. Um, not last year, the year before. And Aiton pretty badly outplayed Mitch. And Mitch was asked about it after the game. And he was very annoyed. And this is, I had, I, I'm sure it was reported, but I had certainly heard that like Mitch, it's a personal thing with Aiton because like Aiton was always compared with Mitch when they were both in high school and they were both like top 10 prospects in their class. And Mitch thought he was better than Aiton. And Mitch, I'm sure as evidenced by tonight, still thinks he's better than Aiden. And he may, listen, he may have a point. But, like, I think Mitch made it personal tonight, and that's kind of why you saw the game you saw from Mitch, which, you know, if you want to if you want to uh, play devil's advocate on Mitch's game tonight, like, the devil's advocate position is, like, where is this every night? Because we don't see this every night. Like, against, you know, Bam Adebayo, the first game out of the break, Mitch was kind of like a passenger in that game. He was just kind of along for the ride. And then a game like this, he's the most important player for the Knicks on the floor. So, you know, he's a guy that gets in his head a lot, and um, you wonder about that part of it. But on the floor, basketball ability-wise, like there's nothing that dude can't do. Um, he just needs to put it together. Peter Gabe, Perry Gabriel, excuse me, uh, is this team cursed? Is this team cursed? Yes. And they've been – my wife just woke up, and that's the first comment she heard. Uh, yes. Yes, this team is cursed. Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? How you doing? Um, hold on. There's a there's a soundbite from RJ that SNY just tweeted out with LOL. I, I have to hear this. Of course I feel something. Well, here we go. Of course I feel something. I'm in pain. <laughs> I am in pain. Of course I feel something. That is what you want to hear from R.J. Barrett. And that's why that's why I love R.J. And that's why I will, I've turned the corner on R.J. as someone who was a, a bit, bit of a skeptic early on. And that's why I'm very happy to turn the keys of the franchise over to him. Because you know this shit is killing him. You know it. There's no doubt that this shit is killing R.J. Um. That's why I wanted them to, I, you know, it sounds hokey, but I wanted them to get this win tonight, you know, for, for him in part. Uh, Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? Pulling Cam was positively infuriating. I don't like Tibbs as a coach in today's NBA. I mean, Robert, at this point, 
I don't really have much of an argument. You know, I, I know I don't muster up the, I don't muster up the uh, level of vociferous hatred that others do uh, at him. Um, and that's probably a me thing more than anything else, but you're not, I don't think you certainly the, the evidence would seem to indicate that you are correct, that perhaps all things considered, um, there are a lot of situations where he is not the best, best coach for an NBA team today. Um, CT Pittman, what's going on CT? Uh, always good to see you. Another loss, another career high for a role player. You are right, Groundhog Day. Yeah, sad but true. Um, and you know who we are? We're the guy in the movie that uh, – what's the guy? The ins- he's, I think he's like an insurance salesman or something. The guy that Bill Murray eventually punches in the face. That's us in, in, this, in this Groundhog Day movie. Um, what's that guy? What's the character's name? I forget the character's name. Something Ryerson. I don't know. Maybe Andrew could help me out here. Um, Ned Ryerson, I think. I'm going to go with Ned Ryerson. Andrew, let me know if I'm right. Roger Fortune. All these new creative ways we're finding to lose this season. I think I might have to shut it down for the rest of the the season. Yeah, I would not. Again, like, you know, I watch these games in part. Yes, I got it. Ned Ryerson. Okay. Um, I watch these games. I, I, I mean, I watch the games anyway. But, like, you know. I'll say this, like, you know, tonight I went, I took a nap. I was, I went to sleep at like seven 30 and I woke up at nine 30 so I could wake up cause I'm old and I have to do that to be able to make it through. But like, if tonight, if tonight was like, if I wasn't, if I didn't have to get on here and do this, you know, after this game, is there a part of me that would have considered being like, well, Kids are asleep. I can stay up with my wife, watch me watch a movie, watch like West Side Story on HBO Max. Enjoy that. Um, yeah, I would have thought about it. And then like maybe, t- you know, turn on the game whenever I got done with the movie and like watched it until I got frustrated. Like, yeah, I wouldn't blame any Nick fan for like pulling the plug on this season. How could you? This is painful. Um, and I, And that is why, again, for as much as I – will offer devil's advocate arguments against, or I had for a while, I can't, I'm not offering them anymore against like, play the kids, play the kids, play the kids. Like it gets to a certain point where like, why else are you watching? You know, when, you know, teams lost 17 out of 20 games. They haven't won in three weeks. This is, this is, this is atrocious. It's horrendous. It is not why you watch sports. It is why you don't watch sports. So, yeah, play the kids at least. Um, Michael Morando. What's going on, Michael? I'm done with Randall. Amen to that. I've tried to defend him, but he shows zero leadership. Yes. Hothead. Yes. Cancer in the locker room. I wish I could disagree with you. I'm not going to. About done with it. Glad we lost. Oh, boy. Team is going nowhere. P.S. R.J. Ruff. Yeah, R.J. was rough. Um, but, you know, dawn is, was it dawn? No, night is darkest before the before the sunrise or something like that. I don't know. Um, I, I'm growing pains. That's what I'm going to call it, growing pains. Uh, Stromboli Cool. Wow, that's a great name. I love that. I'm kind of jealous. I understand centers are fungible, but. 
between Mitch's unique ability as a lob threat and his defense, can't help but think we'd seriously regret losing him. Here's what I'll say um, about Mitch. If what we saw from tonight, uh, and I'm just I'm looking at a Tom uh, Tom Piccolo um, retweet of a play where Evan Fournier was brought in and his, I think it was one of his first defensive possessions, which of course was an atrocity. Um, thank you, Andrew. The night is darkest before the dawn. That's what I think it was. That's what I thought it was. Um, sorry. I had like three thoughts running through at, at once. Oh yeah. Mitch, if, um, if what we saw tonight was what we saw from Mitch every night, he stepped foot on the floor he would be a $20 million a year player. And I say that not, not more than that and not less because Jared Allen and Clint Capella get paid $20 million a year because of their consistency. And those guys could do a little bit more on offense than Mitch can, but Mitch is a better offensive rebounder when he wants to be than either of them or anybody in the league for that matter. And I think defensively, he's more a little bit more unique. He's a little bit more susceptible to, you know, switching and, and against stretch fives and what have you. But he makes up, up for it in other ways. So, again, if Mitch was this every night, he stepped foot on the floor, he's a guy you sign. It's five years, $100 million. Sign the contract. You can't, you can't sign to that contract right now. You sign it day one of the offseason. This isn't what Mitch is – every night and the Knicks have to ask themselves is that because Mitch was a guy who developed late and was raw and it's just taken longer and this is going to be what he is 80 to 85 percent of the time over the next three four or five years if they believe that then yes of course they give him the contract um but I don't know Still, to this day, and yes, the shit that he tweets after games is part of this. I still don't know if we have the ability to to sit here and be like, this is a guy that we want to invest, like whether it's a four-year deal for the max he could get now or, or, or some bigger number. That's where the concerns are. It's never been about the ceiling for Mitch. It's never been about the ceiling. We've seen his ceiling as a rookie. It's about the consistency. And it's about the reliability that you know you're getting a guy who's going to take basketball seriously and take his role on the team seriously and what he needs to do moving forward to help them win games. That's the hesitation. And, again, I, I can't speak to what they know that we don't know. Um, we can only assume. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kevin? Hot take. I think they win this game with Quentin Grimes. A, a thousand percent, Yes. 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 Um, he's so clearly their best perimeter defender. I love Deuce and limited time, not at his level yet. Like, again, I'm not piling on Deuce. Like, there are some people who are going to watch this game and be like, Tibbs should be arrested for war crimes for the role that he used Deuce in and not playing him more and yada, yada, yada. There'll be other people who watch this game and that's and that say Deuce is not really quite ready yet. The truth is probably somewhere in between. But do I think that they win this game if they have Quentin Grimes? Absolutely. 100%. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shamik Gayan, how you doing, Shamik? Randall is the softest fake tough guy. These these are the things that are going to put a smile on my face tonight. Because I could not agree more. Thought it was an absolute joke. He, of all people, called out the defensive effort after last game. Um... It was a joke. And you know who the joke's on? The joke's on us. Because we sit here and we watch it, right? And I sit here and I talk about it. Um, and it's an insult to us. It's an insult to, to us because we should demand better of the supposed leader of our team. And it's insulting. And um, I hope ultimately the joke's on him. And he has to play next year in New Orleans or Portland or Washington or I wherever. I don't really I don't really don't care. But someplace where like all the attention and all the glamour and notoriety that he's gotten in New York goes bye bye. And he goes back to being just another anonymous NBA player because based on how he has led big air quote energy there, how he has led this year, that's what he deserves. Doesn't deserve to be the face of the New York Knicks. That's for sure. Not that our franchise is anything special, but um, he doesn't deserve it. Uh, Barn guy, 98 first time commenter. Thanks for sitting through games like these. Anytime. Uh, and welcome aboard. Thanks for the contribution. You make my Uber deliveries that much more enjoyable. Well, I appreciate that. And shout out to Uber, Uber Eats, um, a wonderful service. We're happy to have it here in Brooklyn. And uh, shout out to you. Um, I thought we had something fun going on tonight. I guess God just likes to humble me. Got to extend Mitch. Thanks. Yeah. Um, this has been a humbling year for all of us. You know, and I'll give props to my my buddy, uh, Jeremy Cohen, who, you know, again, wrote recently about the notion of expectations and kind of where the Knicks were coming from and how it's really hard to go from, like, one of the worst teams in the league to not one of the worst teams in the league. And it is a process. And 
I think the question is, do you consider this year part of the process or do you consider this year the train towards wherever going off the rails? I, you know, I don't think we're going to find out the answer to that question until probably next season, but we'll see. Um, Hey, listen, you know what? If this loss gets them one step closer to uh, Chet Holmgren or uh, 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 was it Jalen Smith? I always screw up his first name. Um, or Jaden Ivey or Jabari, Jabari I, my God, it's, it's been a long night. Um, or even, or maybe Bonchero. I don't know. Uh, any of these guys. Um, I'm, that'd be great. Um, Jabari Smith. It is Jabari Smith. I thought it was Jabari Smith. Thank you. Um, this is from SB Gorilla. Not sure why Randall's trying to prove that he's a tough guy. Cause that's who Randall is. He's a fake tough guy. He's a fake tough guy. He's a guy who sees himself as like a latter-day Charles Oakley. He's anything but. It's the same shit every game, and no one can settle him down, pushing teammates off. It's all It's all just a big – it's a big – just – it's a big – I have a lot of words that I want to say, and I'm not going to say any of them. It's a joke. Let's just use that word. It's a joke. Um, and he's a joke. Um. I see a repeated comment in the chat that I just want to read. It's from Latrell Sprewell's The American Dream. Why did Evan ISO at the top of the key and tell RJ to clear out of the way? That was the worst moment of the game for me. And there were a few bad moments. That was the worst moment of the game for me. I just want to highlight that. Horrendous. Ryan Huang. Um, well, the front office and Tibbs are on the same page to tank. Nice. <laughs> but these random ball games just aren't fun to watch anymore. It needs to stop. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't really know how to respond to that. Like they're clearly, they're clearly trying to win. Um, didn't work. I mean, I think again, you know, you want to talk about, I think playing cam down the stretch instead of Evan, I think they win the game, but they didn't. Um, yeah. Stevens game. Legit question. What kind of offense does Tibbs run? Like, honestly, does he draw plays? Why doesn't the team cut? Yeah, this was a comment made by uh, Jason during the halftime Zoom watching, you know, Phoenix, who's missing their two best players, run offenses where guys just get great shot after great shot. And, like, again, all the credit in the world to the Phoenix Suns tonight who are missing both of their top two playmakers and had 28 assists on 38 made field goals. The Knicks had 23 assists on 40 made field goals. That's because Tibbs' offense is what it has always been, which is read and react. Obi Toppin said in a press conference, that's the offense. That is the extent of the offense. It is read and react. Um, they, they run sets. They don't run – they get into sets. They don't run plays. They get into sets. And the responsibility of the people who are in those sets is to make the right play. But again, that comes only after you gain a matchup advantage because otherwise it's spinning your wheels. Now, the Knicks advantage creators coming into this year, if you had to rank them, would probably be Julius Randle, number one, Derek Rose, number two, RJ Barrett, number three, um, Kemba Walker, number four, Evan Fournier, number five, maybe Evan Fournier, number four, Kemba Walker, number five, 
Um, that's part of why they got Evan Fournier. That's part of why they got Kemba Walker. Because theoretically, in a Tibbs offense, those guys should work well. Well, guess what happened? Um, Randall turned into a pumpkin. RJ's been up and down, obviously more up than down over the last two months. Uh, Kemba Walker, like, it never jived. Like, it's just been clunky. And that is on Tibbs. Because in a different type of offense, you're not going to get as much of that. I mean, at the end of the day, whatever offense you have, it does really does. It comes down to creating advantages or just making shots. And say what you want about the Suns tonight. They just, they made a lot of shots. You know, um, they were 17 of 34 from deep. So, again, we're like hemming and hawing about like they, they lost this game. They lost to a team that hit 17 of 34 from deep. At the same time, the Knicks hit 30, 13 of 29 from deep. 44.8%. You have to win a game if you shoot 45% on the road from deep. Um, it's a very long-winded way of saying Tibbs' offense relies on the players to make the right decisions and to create advantages. And this season, players haven't created a lot of advantages, and the decision-making has been poor. Um, and lo and behold, the team is 25-38. and 38. End of story. Um Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? How are you? It's If Randall's season was a movie, it would be called The Atrocity. Yes. Thank you for bringing that to the Super Chat. Um, even when he does things right, they look awful. Rough night for RJ. He needed a break. I think we'll bounce back. Cam, Cam was great. I liked Cam's game. All part of the process for RJ. Get Randall the hell off my team. Uh, Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? Mitch is going to cost the Knicks north of $20 million per for four years. Do you sign him? Uh, I don't think they should. <sighs> if someone's willing to offer him four for 80, oh, man, that would scare me. Ugh. So that is that what they're going to be faced with? Like, give them four for 80 or lose them for nothing. Like, and, and again, that's why if they, I, I wrote it last week, if they lose him for nothing, this front office should be arrested for malpractice. It would be an atrocity. I don't care what the circumstances are. Like they've had the guy for four years, three and a half years. Um, if you, if, if you had any doubt whatsoever that you were going to lose him for nothing or lose him in a sign and trade and just get some bullshit back. Um, they should have traded him at the deadline. Uh, I would not feel comfortable giving him $20 million a year. Not right now. Maybe something he does over the last 19 games gets me to change that. I mean, I'm not dismissing it outright, you know, but um, – and again, to be very clear, and I said this earlier, I won't say it again. Tonight he played like a $20 million a year player. Tonight. And we see that sometimes. I, we don't see it often enough for me. Um, Hush, Sue, what's going on, Hush? Randall, LMAO, Tibbs taking out Cam. Oh, no, your comment went away. I'll get it back. Hang on. Um, man, Super Chat is on fire tonight. Um, here we go. Uh, Cam was the baffling – Tibbs taking out Cam was the baffling move. He did all season. He was eating Evan's dinner, um, and he airballs twice in crunch time. If front office needs to step in now and change the rotation, I can't with Tibbs. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. 
Um, I don't blame anybody who is fed up. Uh, Kenneth Hatcher. I really don't care if I ever see Evan play basketball again, especially defense. I damn near cried over his defense. His defense was atro- atrocious tonight. Atrocious, terrible, any bad word you want to say. I, I will not miss Evan Fournier if and when, hopefully when, he's traded this offseason. Sam Khan. It's time for Tibbs to pack for Boca and put a down payment on hair plugs. How does he take Reddish out when he's getting to the rack at, at will? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he was getting to the rack at will. I mean, we're talking about a guy who had, what, four baskets tonight? Um, but he looked good. I thought he looked good. Um, no, you can't take him out. Three baskets tonight. He was three for five. But I thought it was their best option. They should have left him in. Uh, Hushu. Also, I'm hoping the front office uh, saw that Randall ejection and will account that this summer his emotional outbursts uh, is so frustrating. It's 1 a.m. I'm so frustrated right now. Yeah, I know. We're all frustrated. It's been a frustrating season. I, I, I mean, I'm sure they will account for that. Um, it's their job, too. Forgotten NYC. What's going on, man? Just mentally spent right now. Season from hell. Yes. Me and you both. SB Gorilla. Randall can't remain on this team. Bad vibes. Yes, I agree. No disagreement. Um, bad eyesight. Is there any Knicks fan who doesn't think he wasn't hitting that shot as soon as it went up? As soon as it went up. Randall and Tibbs are pro tank. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Great work tonight. Uh, yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. And, uh, Gonna do a tank update. We can do a tank update, I guess. Ah oh, man, I'm fucking loss. I hope they get a good draft pick out of this. I really do. Um, Tibbs on Randall. Uh, you can't cross over that line. You got to know where to stop. None of us are perfect. We're gonna make mistakes, but we got to be disciplined. Should look in the mirror a little bit when he says that. Um, so, yeah, the Knicks uh, are a half game behind Portland. They're not two games behind New Orleans. New Orleans, is they're free and clear. Uh, game behind San Antonio, two games behind Sacramento, four games behind Indiana, who lost to Detroit tonight, unfortunately. So, uh, still in the running for five, six, seven for sure. Maybe this loss ends up becoming important. Uh, Brian Benjamin plays well and still screws up. Don't start Burks and give Miles 15 minutes a game. Can't hurt Tibbs because he's already cooked. Get a Breen Clyde poster. I w- Maybe that's where, the way I go. I think a Breen poster in particular would – I think maybe that's the way I go. Maybe something with a bang motif. Maybe that's the way we go. I like that suggestion. Um, and by the way, like, you know, we, we, I should, we should point out, aside from the missed free throw, like Burks played really well tonight. I, I know nobody cares, and I'm not saying it's wrong that nobody should care uh, at this point. But, like, yeah, like the season is, is, is done. Change your priorities. Kevin Danishevsky. Tibbs' comment, commitment to his philosophy over any evidence is his undoing. Rose's injury, Butler's situation, Burke's at point, and tonight keeping the vets in over Reddish, it's such a shame, brilliant defensive mind. 
Like, I think, I think Tibbs is more than just a brilliant defensive mind. I really do think he is a good motivator. Um, you know, is he a master tactician? I don't know about that. I think he's a great motivator. You know, I, I think there is actually something to his, his development philosophy of, I mean, it worked last year of making guys earn their minutes. I think that of all the things that I, there's a small, and again, I've, I've moved on, like I'm ready for the team to move on from this coach and, and move on to Johnny Bryant of all the things that worry me. The fact that like, you know, we sit here and we complain about a lot of shit after games. The one thing that seems to be above board for this team is the young, the young players consistently seem to play the right way and are motivated and like play their asses off. And like, you know, could could be just that they're drafting the right guys. Um, but some of that is coaching too and, like, not ingraining bad habits. Um, yeah. So I think there's more to him than just he's a great defensive mind, but he's not the right coach for this team, it would seem, anymore. Um, and uh, his decision-making – Continues to be poor um, in big moments. So, ML Nair. Amen. Cam was driving the ball and no son could stop in. And Tibbs putting in Fournier. You can't shoot without a pick and can't spell defense. He cannot spell defense. Cam also could play better D on the Suns, Cam. Uh, thanks for the contribution, ML. Completely agree with everything you said. It was a terrible move. Hush Zoo. Last one, a big F you to ESPN who keeps putting us on national TV over and over and showcase this embarrassing team. Come on. That's not fair. We used to be, we used to yell and scream about why we're not on national TV and embarrassing vets and the head coach, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, Mike Jameson. What's going on, Mike? Long time listener. First time comment. What's going on, man? Thank you for your contribution. Excited about the future of the team, but this donation is towards Miss Macri's dream of owning the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> my wife just went inside too she was out here for the last like 25 minutes she just went inside because the baby woke up uh thank you i appreciate it really I'll, I'll pass that along to her uh forgotten nyc i'd love to be a fly on the wall in the locker room after this oh boy i mean it again you know, we we talk about this season and how it's gone. And, like, this is a season that really so much – there was so much to feel good about last year. And we thought, if nothing else, we had righted the ship where that's concerned as an organization, you know, to kind of set the culture and get all that, like – my God, if there was ever a season to test the culture, and I don't know, maybe maybe it's already broken. Maybe it was never really here to begin with. I don't know, but yeah, I'm I'm worried about that. Um, yeah, I'm worried. I don't I don't I don't really know what else to say. Um, D Black, what's going on, man? You are correct, Macri. The team is snake bitten. Julius is the snake, and Tibbs is a terrible snake charmer. Um, I'm beyond done with them both. Thanks, KFS. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Rass, 22, uh, Phoenix schemes really shine a light on how vanilla and Nick's half court offenses talked about that earlier. Yes. 
mainly single high pick and roll with little off ball action killer in the fourth quarter. Yeah. When defenses, when defenses tighten up um, and it's hard for guys who are not elite advantage creators to create advantages, uh, your offense is not going to look good. And their offense often doesn't look good in the fourth quarter. It's not a coincidence. So yeah. Caleb Knight. What's going on, Caleb? Julius was just playing too well and knew the only way to help us tank was to get ejected. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, SB Gorilla. John, I know you have to be tired of Tibbs spewing the same rhetoric after every game. He refuses to adapt to the flow of the game or his players. Um, Am I tired of Tibbs? I don't know. I haven't asked myself that question. I mean, the honest answer is no, I'm not, which is why – this has been such a frustrating experience to to talk to folks who are beyond tired of him. They were tired of him 30 games ago, and now they're just like, it's painful. And I get that. I totally get it. Um, so, yeah, it is tough that I don't, I don't quite have that same emotional, like, this guy is slowly murdering us because I, I tend to find it easier to look at things from his perspective. Um, I also think that he's wrong, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know what else to say. Um, it's really tough to be an NBA coach. There are a lot of considerations you have to deal with. He has handled it poorly this year. Um, that's all I can say. Um, and one more from Jeff Rass. Um, is this Jeff? I think this might be Jeff. The hate IQ gets from Nick fans is ridiculous. Is he getting hate? Is he quickly getting hate after tonight? That would be really weird. Um, I wouldn't get that at all. Uh, he played a really good game. Uh, Ray Rivera, what's going on, Ray? How can you defend a coach trying to win versus no CP or Booker and a trash Aiden, and yet Tibbs takes Cam out? I can't defend him anymore. That's that was that's kind of been the theme tonight. I can't defend him anymore. Um, that's, I feel like I've, I've actually turned that corner a few weeks ago. I can't defend him anymore. Uh, versus the Sixers, he brings Burks in. Tibbs is lost. Uh, the evidence would suggest that you are correct. Uh, Fern Rodriguez, to deal with this loss, I'm officially bringing back play well, but get that L. I forgot about that. Play well, but get that L. Uh, didn't help that RJ's 20 points cost me $500. Ooh, sorry about that. 23 and a half. That was his over-under? I would. I said, actually... Um, Turns out I was right. I said when Randall was ejected, I said RJ needs to get 25 for the Knicks to win this game. I guess maybe I was right. Uh, thank you, DraftKings. I still love RJ, though. Yeah, me too. Sean Hardy, what's going on, Sean? We will build a statue outside MSG for Tibbs in 2028 to commemorate his coaching this season because it will give us the extra ping pong balls to win the draft lottery, trade the number one pick for Zion, and win the 2026. NBA title. That's the comment of the night. Yeah. At this rate, man. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think this season would have gone poorly under a lot of different coaches, but he, he certainly is not helping. Um, MK 21. I was initially a Tibbs defender, but I'm done. Why does he insist on running ISO every possession down the stretch? So easy to defend and unsustainable. Again, it goes back to try to get your best advantage creators in positions to create an advantage, let them work, trust them to make the right play. 
um, or trust them to make the shot. Hasn't worked this season because they've had the worst advantage creators in the league. Um, and then you look at an offense like Phoenix's and you're like, why can't we do that? It's very fair. Um, James Pascal, thank you so much for the contribution. Appreciate it. Harry Donor, what's going on, Harry? My son is starting his first basketball camp, and they asked him what jersey number does he want. He instantly responded 30 because that's Randall's number. And I instantly realized I failed as a father. Harry, I stand corrected. That's the comment of the night. Man. No, kids are kids are kids are dumb. I have two of them, so I could say that, and I teach them every day. Kids are kids are not bright. Uh, it's okay though. Congratulations to your son for starting his first basketball camp, though. Uh, James Piscow, what's going on? Uh, thank you again, James. John, I have the same slam poster on my wall. Day by day, I ask myself, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> LMAO sent the first chat without the text. Uh, thank you again for doubling up. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like the poster, but I just, uh, it'll, it'll survive the season much like Tibbs. It will survive the season. Barely, uh, bopped up, bopped you says, Hey John, love the pod. This, thank you. The second I saw the hottest guy in the gym, get the final shot. I knew it was a wrap. My heart sank. Can't wait for next season. This was, uh, can we say this was the worst loss of the season now again? Yet another one. The worst loss of the season. Unbelievable. What have they lost? Seven in a row? I think they've lost seven in a row, right? God. And 17 of 20. Oh, goodness. I... I, I'm sorry. I tonight has just left me a little speechless. Michael Miranda, what's going on, Michael? Thank you so much uh, for the generous contribution. The best quarter was the third. Yes. Why pace? Hundred percent. Fourth quarter epitomized on one. They scored thirty-eight points in the third, by the way. And without looking at it, I'm going to guess they scored twenty in the fourth. Let's see how close I am. I would say either 18 to 22. I'll split the difference and say 20. Um, 21. I was close. 38 points in the third, 21 in the fourth. Amazing, though. This team scored scored 69 points between the second and third quarters. Um, Yes, pace was a big reason for it. Pain down five on four. Thank you for highlighting that possession. I could not believe they didn't push the pace that possession. Um, Nick slowly walking up the court. They play scared because they're afraid to make mistakes because of Tibbs. He needs to go. I mean, I, I don't know. It's tough for me to sit here and be like, great job in the third quarter pushing the pace. And then in the fourth quarter, they didn't push the pace. So like it's Tibbs's fault. Like, you know, unless everybody's lying, players have said Tibbs tells us to push the pace. Tibbs said he tells them to push the pace. I, I think the notion that let, they're like, there's the, there's they're afraid of Tibbs and that like, I, I don't know. That's a 
that's a bit of it. Like, were they afraid of Tibbs last year when they went 41 and 31? Like, you, you should fear your coach to a certain extent, but you should also be able to play freely. Um, I don't know. I just think they they get away from what's working. It's I don't think that's coaching. I think that's just – well, it is coaching because if you're a good coach, you should be able to make your team play with pace the whole game. Um, so it's a bad job by him either way. Uh, Wix or bad eyesight. What's going on? Um, what would an RJ extension look like? What Bridges got or the Jalen four for 100? I think Jalen got more than four for 100. Maybe uh, that might actually, I might be wrong on that. Maybe it was four for 100, but it wasn't a max. People thought Boston was crazy for giving him that. They bet on upside. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I don't remember it quite that way. I thought at the time people were like, this is a, a fair extension for both sides. Um, I think RJ's going to get the max um, the way he's playing. He's unlike Jalen Brown when he got his extension and certainly unlike Mikhail Bridges when he got his. RJ is profiling as uh, – how should I put this? I was going to say he's profiling as the number one option. Not on a good team, but he's profiling as a guy like the sort of player who you you kind of have to give the max to. Um, if they got him for anything less than the max, that would be a, I think that would be a wonderful job by the front office. I don't. Maybe they get like a team option on the fifth year, you know, or something like that. Um, Maybe it's like five for 130. So like just below the max, but you know, you get the fifth year. I don't know. I think, but if you have to sign RJ to the max, you sign RJ to the max. Like I want to get, and to be clear, I want to get that extension done this summer. Uh, I don't like, I don't want to, I don't want that to linger. Um, Eight (laughs) Andrew just texted me, 8 million in unlikely bonuses. What is that for? Oh, the Brown extension was for four for 107, 8 million in unlikely bonuses. Thank you, Andrew. Um, I thought you were suggesting that RJ should come with 8 million in unlikely bonuses every year. Um, Maybe. Um, Kevin Danishevsky ran out of space in the last comment, but I completely agree about Tibbs and development part. Part of why Butler is so successful. Wish he was more open-minded. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. I found a Kenny Skywalker poster on the internet. I'm not put. I've never watched Kenny Skywalker, so I'm not putting that up. Can we get it to replace Julius? Ask uh, GMAC to use petty cash fund. Uh, I'll spring for whatever whatever replaces this poster. I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll see. All right, um, we're done. It's one forty six in the morning. Been on here for about an hour. Uh, I thank God for these things after a game like this. Cause just. It's just so painful this year, how it's gone. And a game like this, I was going to be, I was like getting ready to be so happy about this game and like weather the storm of comments about things that did not go right. Cause it would have been a win. It would have been a really nice win. It would have been a nice win. And sometimes like throwing out all the tanking stuff and like the 
issues you have with coaching this and that. At some point, as a fan of a of a team that plays a sport that you watch and you root for the team, you just want to feel a win. You just want to get a win sometimes and feel what it's like to win. And it's been so long since we felt that. And it's getting so frustrating. But I don't know. Maybe it's all for the best. Uh, all right. Everybody, I will catch you, uh, I guess, early Monday morning after the Clipper game. Uh, until then, enjoy your weekend, and I will see you soon. Peace out. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.